So now you are at a turning point. And we are bringing in an enormous amount of divine feminine energy. Mm -hmm. And what that is, is chaos energy. Mm. So let's not look at it as anarchy, right? Uh, this is not about uh, what people normally associate with chaos. Chaos energy is really big, expansive energy that throws open the doors to the realm of possibility. Yes. <laughs> I oh never God. know where she's going to go or what she's going to talk about. <laughs> it's like, wow, okay. That's that was that awesome. Was, yeah. I, Wasn't that awesome? That was so awesome. You know, you got to accentuate the positive. Wow, I feel good. You're listening to Karen Swain, teacher of deliberate creation, accentuating the positive, showing you a way to a better life. Accentuating the positive, it's not just fad, it's sanity. Who in their right mind would accentuate anything else? Welcome to another show, Accentuating the Positive with Karen Swain. So wonderful, as always, to be with you again. Well, I have the beautiful Danielle Gibbons back on the show. Welcome to the show, Danielle. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Karen. It's wonderful to be here. Danielle and I uh, had some discussions back in 2016 and 2017 with you and mother but let me read out your bio and introduce you to people that don't know you but those that have been following me for a while will have seen the conversations we've had in the past and I was just revisiting them this morning before we clicked the recording before we came on zoom and I'm like wow it seems like yesterday and it's um so much has happened since then so uh, we're in transformative <laughs> Danielle Gibbons has been channeling Mother Mary for over 22 years, probably more like 25 years now, isn't it? Uh, Mother came in, in 1994, yes. Mother came to Danielle in a meditation and offered her the opportunity to channel her. Her whole being, Danielle's whole being said yes. And she started small by channeling for friends, but as word spread and expanded, offering mother's presence to individuals and larger groups. After da Danielle's son was born in 2008, she started taking her business online to share mother's love with people all over the world. And in 2015, mother led her to publish her first book called Mother Mary's Path to Love, Building a Loving Relationship with Yourself That Will Transform Your Life. So sit back and get comfortable and tune in to the sublime energy of unconditional love that we'll be chatting with today. And uh, I, I was just saying to Danielle before, there's a bit of a delay in our um, in our uh, in the internet, so hopefully that'll fix itself. Uh, but I reached out to Danielle a couple of months ago when COVID first sort of hit and everyone was kind of in fear, and I thought. Um, I wonder what Mother Mary's perspective is on what's going on in the world, but <laughs> so much has happened 
so much has happened since then. How's your business been, you know, this year? What's been happening in your world since? Um, and I'll just say to people, if you want to hear Danielle's full, full story of awakening, we go into it in the last show I did in 2016 and um, also some snippets from the Inner Sanctum in 2017. So what's been happening in your world since then? Oh, my gosh, so much, Karen. I tell you, it's, it's, um, it's interesting because I have been very blessed um, that mother has been oh, almost I feel like preparing me for this year for a long time and as you mentioned a lot of my um, a lot of my work is online so for me I did not miss a beat um, I've been really busy and normally I for the past gosh I don't know I want to say 20 years I've done a workshop in the uh, spring and a couple of years ago, mother said, I, I don't want to do workshops anymore. I want us to do longer retreats. And so last year, 2019, in the spring of 2019, was my last workshop in Atlanta. And I didn't do one this year. So I didn't have anything to cancel or kind of scramble and redo. And I was just, I was really in a great place. And I felt very blessed and very, um, uh, really carried, you know, uh, so my business has not interrupted even like a tiny bit. Um, and as a matter of fact, I'm about to do my first in-person retreat down in Mount Shasta. I leave uh, Thursday morning to drive down there, Mount Shasta, California, because mother wants, this is like a working retreat. Everyone that's coming will be working light workers and we are going to be moving and holding a lot of divine feminine energy because Mount Shasta is actually the root chakra for the planet mm. and so we are going to be bringing in a lot of light um, so I am super excited about that um, but it's just Everything's just opened up here in the U.S. a little bit, and where we're traveling to is has not had many cases of COVID and no deaths, and so it's it's um, yeah, she's been setting things up here for me, yeah. uh, preparing me for this year for a while, and I can feel it. I know you say that you haven't had any trials through the trials that humanity is going through at the moment, but we've had our trial by fire, haven't we? We've been there. Oh my gosh, that. yes. And I, as I was listening to our conversation in 2016, you know, I heard you talk about your trials because I asked you, how did mother come to you and what were, you, what were the questions? And you said that, you know, you were overcoming a food addiction and you felt like the only way to overcome it was it had to be a spiritual a solution and, and not a sort of headspace solution and uh, right. and once you align with that spiritual solution and those and those divine energies which we all are a part of we all are an extension of once you realign with that they have access to all that is meaning all space and time and yeah. so it's so interesting how they prepare you once you're working with those energies 
for the great disruption on this world because I've had exactly the same experience. You know, mm. pretty much most of my work is online and I used to do a lot of events in person, but I've spent the last few years just supporting other people's in-person events and took all my stuff online. And so I wasn't <laughs> disrupted at all. In fact, I got busier. I suppose you got busier as well. Yes, yes, I have. That's uh, indeed. And, it's, and what you're saying is so true, Karen, because when you, when you are aligned with that energy, and of course, here's the key, which we should definitely include for people <laughs> so they know that when you're willing to follow the guidance, right, as it's set out, I personally find that things pretty much fall into place. It's not like my life doesn't have problems or issues don't come up, but I can feel the synchronicity. I can feel that I'm being carried. I can feel that if I, if a problem does arise, if I just wait and do whatever it is that she asks me to do in the interim, Mm -hmm. that a solution presents itself and, you know, I just keep moving forward. There is really not a lot of intense upheaval or drama or the feeling that uh, I've been dropped by the side of the road and abandoned, you know, I just don't have those feelings so much anymore. And um, it makes all the difference in my life. Uh, having that uh, alignment with the divine mm. uh, because I don't worry so much about the future mm, exactly the way that I used to for sure yeah yes I, I, yes it's just that dropping into the present moment which all the great spiritual teachers talk about right <laughs> and it's like thinking about it and doing it are two totally different things because <laughs> so many of us are worrying about the future and I suppose as people reach out to channels or people that have access to higher consciousness, they're asking questions about the future as the shift hits the fan, you know, like what we've been going through. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh my God, what's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? Have people been reaching out to you for that? Like what does mother Mary say about what's going to happen next? Yes. And, uh, I've, mother has done a series of, um, videos uh the first one she gave a long uh, probably like a 90 minute talk on um on the pandemic and what it was all about and and that's up on my youtube channel and um and then lately she had been wanting me to start doing live stream so we used to record pre-record the videos and i would just put them up every couple weeks you know on my youtube channel and they were always on a variety of subjects. And then all of a sudden she was like, oh, I want to do live streaming on YouTube. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. And uh, we started June 1st, literally June 1st. And the last three that she's done, uh, she has talked about, um, she's talked about current events. And I thought, oh, okay, now I understand why she wants to live stream. And, uh, there are a couple of other shows that I do on a regular basis and she's talked about the pandemic there. So my community's had a lot of resources uh, over the past many months uh, to listen to and uh, to hear 
you know, what she's saying about, uh, about what's going on. Mm. Uh, so mm. yes, my community very much, um, I think like everyone, it's, uh, it's scary when something of this caliber or this level affects everyone, um, not just one country or a few countries, but almost everyone on the planet is being affected mm. by this pandemic. And so, um, yeah, people are really facing, uh, um, they're living through something that no one they know has ever lived through. Mm. You know, that's the odd part. So usually you can, if you're going through something, someone has a similar story or you can find people who've gone through what you've gone through or whatever, but no one, mm. no one has gone through this. Uh, you know, we're all in this for the first time, which is a little unnerving, I think, for, for most people. Unnerving and exciting. I think it's exciting. Um, I do too. <laughs> as you view it from a broader perspective, you know, if you look at it through the eyes of source or through the divine perspective, it is exciting and it is needed and essential. Look, I've been chatting away with my guides for years and I remember a few years ago, many times actually, having a chat to them about, because we've been talking about the great shift for so long, like 30 years. And you look out into mainstream society and you see the same old, same old, same old. You see consumerism and corruption and pollution and politics, politicians arguing with each other and people bitching about the politics, like nothing's changing. And I'm just looking out into society and I, I say to my mob, like, what's it going to actually take to change the world? Because you talk about all this stuff, but I don't see anything changing. You know, do there have to be riots in the streets? Do people have to rebel and like burn down the shops? It's like literally, like that's what I said to them. I, Is that what it's going to take? And I'm like watching it on the news and I'm going, oh, well, I guess that's what it's going to take. Yeah. <laughs> it's, true. it's true. And I, I, but I think that the pandemic is, is a different something because, and mothers talked about this, I, you know, and I, I agree wholeheartedly. I think one of our biggest problems as the human race is we are under this illusion that we are somehow in control mm. of the planet, of weather, of the animals, of, you know, that somehow we are not only at the top of the food chain and the ecosystem, but that we're actually in charge of it. Mm -hmm. And this pandemic to me feels like, well, and the response to our poisoning of the environment, you know, the intensity, the ramping up of all the storms and the crazy weather patterns that are causing death and destruction for, you know, year after year. Um, you all just lived through some of the most horrific fires, you know, in, in your country's history. And, and, and uh, so I feel like for, uh, I'm going to say the last five years, maybe a little more, maybe seven, I feel like Mother Nature has been, uh, you know, Mother Earth is saying, I'm going to take back <laughs> what I need for this ecosystem, you know, and the, the pandemic is such a, an amazing reminder that we are not in charge. 
you know, we we are not um, we are not in control. And while on one hand, that's to me, that's a very exciting and amazing awakening for people. Uh, on the other hand, it stirs up a lot of fear. So when this reaction to George Floyd's uh, murder globally, I was not surprised, yeah. you know, because we've been held in with the pandemic, exactly. yeah. right? Sheltering in place, stewing and stewing and stewing. And then all of a sudden it just erupts literally out into the streets. Yeah, um, absolutely. And it, it's this, it made complete sense to me. And in, in some ways, the, the demonstrations, whether they're peaceful or they became violent, the burning down of building, it's, I think it's often how humans try to take back control. Oh, yeah, totally. And, um, and I think that uh, Mother Nature is just going to keep taking back uh, what she needs. I don't know how much that is, but she's just going to keep taking back as much as she needs in order to rebalance um, the ecosystem. And if we can't, if we can't find our balance within the ecosystem, I don't know. I mean, science tells us that just because a species has been around for a long time is no guarantee that it'll keep going, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I think that we've been given incredible gifts as a, as a race of being, um, as a race of creatures, and we are not using those gifts to live in some kind of balance with uh, with Mother Earth. Mm. Um, so, so, what did Mother say about the pandemic uh, at the time? I reached out to you. Everyone was in freakout mode. Yeah, I remember my daughter came home and and she said, "Mom, we're in a pandemic." Mm. And uh, I said, "Oh, we're not in a pandemic." And she's like screaming at me, "We are, we are!" And I was so surprised at her reaction because wow. I never saw a pandemic happening on this world. Honestly, I, I really didn't. I think they, they try, There was, you know, what there was the ramifications of the idea of the pandemic is what's um, caused the global unification in drama, really, and what's been happening because of the shutdowns and yeah businesses but um you know australia we've had a hundred so-called deaths and who knows that those people weren't going to die uh from whatever illness they already had or uh, anyway so it's so interesting what's been happening it's just been so interesting so what did that's you all the deaths you've had in your entire country yeah oh my gosh that's extraordinary and they shut down and this is this, the ramifications of this, this is what people are freaking out about. Like, you've closed my business down. There's a big, you know, I live in a beachside suburb with restaurants everywhere, and there's a big restaurant, three-story restaurant just down the road, owned by a, you know, multimillionaire. But nonetheless, it's been shut for all this time. And, and now I was just chatting to the guy yesterday, and he said, oh, uh, we're only allowed 50 people, you know, in this massive place. And I'm like thinking, how can you keep your doors open? Like there are so many doors that have not stayed open. Yeah. Uh, 
and and this is what people are in uproar about over a hundred deaths like more people die on the roads every day in one city that you know that death is that that toll is so small compared to in fact the statistics that are coming out globally is that the death toll uh, through sickness has been a lot less through the pandemic than it has in other years so the numbers aren't adding up and people are angry about that as you say they're we're being controlled not only by the pandemic but by the fear of the pandemic and by the um, authorities making decisions on our behalf which affecting our lives and and that control thing you're taking trying to take back yeah they're all out there trying to take back some mm -hmm. sense of control well but it's you know you're it's hard to you know balance public opinion and science i think oftentimes and you know if you look at what happened in sweden they did not do so well they chose to not go into lockdown they did not do any social distancing and they have the highest death toll of anywhere in the world per capita per cases um, so they're you know they're they're not doing so well and they and now they're saying they really regret the path they took because people are you know sort of the opposite of what you guys are experiencing because you guys shut down everything so quickly and so efficiently but they didn't and so now the population there is in outrage that so many people have died yeah, uh, so they feel that. that the government completely dropped the ball and you know just yeah was... danielle i haven't heard that i've got a few people in our group that are in scandinavia and they've not been reporting that at all so it's really interesting that's what i'm reading in yeah. uh, in our news outlets and but that's the I... mainstream media outlets that's what you're yeah. hearing in the mainstream media outlets i know but but it's different when you're talking to people on the ground than mainstream media outlets it's completely different that's true that's very true um and not everyone of course shares that opinion for sure um but i i you know i know that there's a lot of uh you know mistakes or, or you know opinions about mainstream media or whatever but i i personally am, am a i'm a fan of science and i'm a fan of investigative reporting so i tend to uh focus on um you know places that i trust for for information and and it's you know these are people who are conducting like widespread polls and they're you know so it's not just a couple of people's opinion but it's you know the i think what has the this virus has the capacity in the beginning to well i i don't know maybe i'm not much of a conspiracy theorist i think that the people who died you know either directly from the COVID or because the they had pre-existing conditions that then the COVID just you know wiped them out um i i don't know how accurate ultimately it is but i do feel that it is a real thing and my one of someone in my community she's a, a virologist um, and had a laboratory at emory university here in uh, georgia for all her career and that's what she did she studied viruses and um, she i had her do a talk in our community and it was such a great talk it was so fantastic. I was so grateful. Um, she gave this great explanation about what are viruses and how do they work and all this. She was just awesome. 
But one of the most interesting things she talked about is how viruses don't want to kill you um, because that runs contrary to their survival. Absolutely. So they quickly try to adapt so that, yes, they want lots of people to get sick because they want you to pass it around. They want to, you know, the virus wants to continue, but it doesn't want to kill its host because then it can't replicate. It can't thrive. It can't keep going. It can't survive. Yeah. Yeah. And so now that it's been in human hosts now for a while, it's going to start adapting. And so just by its very nature, it will end up ultimately causing less and less deaths because that's not what it wants. That's not its goal. And I find that so fascinating. I did yeah. not know that about viruses. Um, oh, look, absolutely. We could go into this. You know, I started as a naturopath and I have a scientific mind as well. And we were never ever taught that viruses, one, were content, contagious ever. Or, or that viruses, that, I'm sorry, what? That viruses are contagious yeah. or that they want to kill their host. And I don't really think that even the most cutting edge science available in the mainstream on our planet has a clue of what's really going on. I think it's an evolutionary process. And I think the viruses and the microbiome are all a part of it. And, and they're not having a, a spiritual conversation about the shift in human evolution, the shift mm -hmm. in human consciousness, which means that as you hold a different vibration and frequency in your consciousness, obviously your physical form has to be a vessel in which can acclimate and attune to that frequency. And so that's going to look different down the end of a microscope. It's just going to look different. There are changes happening. There's huge detoxification happening uh, in the mass, in the mainstream. And the riots are part of it. And um, the detoxification, the disclosure, the upheaval of all that's been covert, the good and the bad. And, you know, what has been covert is that we can connect to beings such as Mother Mary and energies and spiritual channeling. And there's like a lot of stuff that's been suppressed. Pedophilia rings, spirituality, it's all been suppressed. And so it's all rising and yeah. it's looking like chaos and it's fabulous and beautiful. And I think that you yes. know, in 50 years, we'll look back at this with a whole different perspective than what we currently see. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. And people like yourself and everybody I know who is really focused on a spiritual path is so excited about this mm -hmm. time and myself included. Like yeah. I, you know, I, I, of course, I don't know the accuracy of, data or mainstream media, but what I do know is that this is, I feel like this is what we've been waiting for. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I feel as though we are, and I, I'm, that's not, and I don't want to imply at all that people who are on a spiritual path are not going to get sick. Like I, everybody has their own personal path and yeah, everyone and, has their own yeah, so yeah. I, don't, I don't mean that, but I feel like we have been asked to hold the light yeah. and to radiate that because there's such an upheaval of fear. And, but this is how you, this is how you 
navigate in a different way is to face that fear, to, to have that pain and to face it and to think, can we do things differently? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's, I think what the, the uh, demonstrations are so reflective of. Yes. Saying we, we need to do things differently. Can we do things differently? Mm. How can we do things differently? Mm. Um, and that is a deeply spiritual question. Yeah. Uh, Because it's never going to just be about statistics or, uh, you know, political structures or that those will play a part, but this has got to come from inside. Yeah. Absolutely. uh, You've got to stop rallying, got to stop rallying to the outside and, and stop screaming at trying to change things. Look, you know, the thing about fear arising is the only thing that overcomes fear is, un- is, is self-love, really, unconditional self-love. Uh, there's really no other answer. And this is the message that mother brings uh, that so strongly, so powerfully. I think everything you say is, the, you know, love yourself and you'll love it. Uh, unconditional love. Uh, and so as fear arises, you know, what if we could love the virus and love the pandemic and love the riot? Like, what if we could love all of it? Yeah. And I think that to the mainstream human mind, they just don't get that. So there's, it's like when something bad happens, we've got to rally against it. We've got to push against it. We've got to resist it, scream about yes. it instead of... We have saying, to fight. Fight. You know, we have to fight the pandemic. We have to fight the virus. We have to fight, you know, it, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a very different mindset, mindset than what you and I and people in our communities all over the world are really experiencing because mm. it's it, when you said, you know, we have to love the, the virus. We have to love the pandemic. That's exactly what mother was saying in her, in her first initial video. She's like, look, if you're scared, sit with, you know, meditate with the virus bring love to the virus, you know, really just because the virus is equally, this is always so trippy when she says stuff like this, the virus is equally important in the ecosystem as you are. Absolutely. Right. So everybody in the, everything, every creature in the ecosystem is all equal. Everybody just has different gifts. Yeah. Different roles to play, different puzzle pieces. Yeah. That's right. But yeah. there's no superior race, right? There's the human race is not superior to the ant or the or lion. the or the or the bacteria, the like the the microbiome race because they are consciousnesses. They are. That's uh, right. Yeah, they are a whole race. Yeah, whole and race. we have to live with them. Yeah, and what's not even, against them. And what's even more crazy is there's what seven and a half billion people on planet Earth. There's mm. just literally trillions of these consciousnesses. You know, we are more bacteria and viruses than we are anything else. Like that's what Linda was saying in her, dominate, in her yeah. lecture. Exactly. And everyone was like, "Oh my god, god. That's so it was so cool to learn about all of this." It was, I know. It was awesome, and uh, I, I afterwards I just felt so much. Uh, gosh, I, I, I really felt so much more in tune with the virus because I sort of could, uh, I, I don't know, I, I felt like I could uh, really feel its vibration better yeah. having then understood 
uh, a little bit of its history and uh, what viruses are like and how much of them we live with yes all the time, all the time. in well, a symbiotic yeah. relationship absolutely a community of consciousness that is running our physical form more than anything else and for the most part the mainstream uh idea has demonized them and we've yes. had a war against germs you know and we've we've been at war with this this body of consciousness we've been at war with them and um so the pandemic has sort of introduced us to these these life forms and we live with you you know it's it's really the perfection is beautiful i don't think that the mainstream mind is having this conversation but no that's true but that's anyone that's listening to this, you know, go out there and have this conversation with your friends. Ask people yeah. to look into the science because like your friend uh, uh, and many of the people I've had on the show, many of my friends, there are many people out there talking about this from a very scientific perspective. And um, I think that the science that we're getting on mainstream news uh, from people, you know, not mentioning any names, but is very dumbed down, watered down to sort of yeah. bring it to a, to a large audience on the news. It's not informative. Sure. It, sure. it, oh, yeah. yeah. And that's what was so exciting about her lecture because she's, of course, she's been a student of mothers for, gosh, now maybe 20 years. Beautiful. And so it was that combination of science and spirituality Beautiful. and and how those that like you were talking about how that consciousness of the viruses how that intersects and that's what changed her work is at some point in her spiritual life she started meditating with the viruses that she worked with beautiful so she started really awakening to their consciousness yeah and it, it changed the way she did she ran her lab Everything. it changed the way she did the science it was really extraordinary. I mean, she didn't really talk about that. I just know that personally from, because I've known her for 20 years. Um, and, but to have that perspective, I think was so important because when you were saying this war on germs and I feel it goes even a little bit deeper, it's like this war on death. <clears throat> and like death is the enemy and anything yes. anything that can bring that about is also then the enemy or yeah. demonized or put in that same category of, of no you are not you we have to sterilize you out of our system out of our communities out of our collective and it's a um that's like the war on drugs you know it's just a ridiculous it's just another war war yeah it's and just it's another war winnable. it's yeah. not it's winnable. not winnable it's not a winnable war. yeah <laughs> it's just a waste of time and energy, energy you know and it's not that i'm anti um you know western medicine i think there's some phenomenal uh i mean there's really phenomenal aspects to it um but there is that sterility to it that I don't, I don't resonate with. Whereas the naturopathic approach is much more organic. It feels much more uh, inclusive. Um, I, w I would love so much, and, and maybe this will happen. It seems to be happening more and more. Mm -hmm. 
more marriage between the two, you know, to, to see the two of them um, sort of coming camps. together. The way I see it, having started my journey as, um, you know, as a naturopath and finding no questions after five years full-time study, <laughs> no, no questions, finding no answers to my questions after five years full-time study and, and seeking, it is not until the consciousness component marries with the scientific component do we have a hope a hope in heaven a hope on earth to really sort out our health industry or illness industry or medical industry it's at the moment it's just a, a chaos of symptoms and drugs and um yeah and i and i think where most doctors are sort of swimming in the dark until they bring in that consciousness component but what I'm seeing is I'm seeing people like your friend uh, and client, I'm seeing people that are doctors and scientists coming to people like you and me and our work and listening to the channeling and then bringing that consciousness component into their work. And that's, you know, how the industries are going to change. And oh, it just makes me cry thinking about it. Yeah. People waking up, that's how the world's going to change, is people wake up to their own spiritual journey and not to leave their jobs, but to include the spiritual journey in what they're doing and bring a new perspective into the mainstream. It's true. You know, hearing more doctors talk about the, the benefits of meditation and, you know, the benefits of having some kind of spiritual, religious practice where you're plugged into a community you know, i mean it, it's um it, yeah i i i see that even going through my my uh and you know we have a crazy horrible insurance system in our country i don't know i know in australia but it yeah, is a nightmare here in the u.s but even so in my like insurance benefits there's so much more about, hey, if you do this, you know, you get that. And a lot of it is, uh, you know, exercise and yoga and, I mean, you know, things that even just five years ago, 10 years ago, no way, no way would that be a part of our insurance system. I know, you know, the beauty of uh, Americans and being so many of you, having no fallback system, you know, you have to actually physically pay for your health systems, is that it's forcing you to take responsibility for your health. Because in our country, um, you know, I remember I was on a, in a motorcycle accident when I was young, uh, just, and it happened, a, a car came down a one-way street the wrong, the wrong way and, and hit me and broke my wrist, but right outside the hospital, which was hilarious, and they still sent an ambulance, another, but it did not cost me a cent, and I had two operations, and I was in a hospital for a week, like our system just covered everything, mm -hmm. so if you have a system that covers everything, you can get complacent about your health, because you can get sick and go to hospital, enter through emergency, I'm not sure how it works now, because I haven't been sick for a long time, but but you're covered. So you don't take responsibility for your health. But if you haven't got that cover, then you're forced to. You're forced to take responsibility and not think that you're going to be saved by some hospital or another yet another operation or something that you don't have to worry about paying for. Yeah, so yeah, it's kind I of good. See where it would be, you know, the pros and cons yeah. of, of each for sure, yeah. for sure. 
Yeah. And you're right. I have, I, that's exactly how I live my life. I have absolutely learned long ago in my early adulthood that it was like, you better not get too sick here in this country because this is, you know, you're, uh, you can lose everything here easily, easily. People do it every day. I know. I've heard that. It's, I've heard, yeah, story, uh, horror I, stories. Mm. I don't understand that, but and yeah. I've seen, you know, even on dramatized, you know, television shows and stuff, people entering emergency dying and hospitals turning them away because they don't have insurance and can't pay. That's and I'm right. like, how can that happen? Like, That's how can you turn away someone who in need because of money? Like, it's so... Yeah, our system is all for profit. Yeah. So that's, that's how. It's just crazy. I know. Anyway, shall we bring Mother through? How long have we been yakking? We could yak all day, but... <laughs> I know. Yes, let's do that. It's so great to catch up with you and chat with you. It's I know. like it's been forever. And um, I'm sure that, you know, my show has been growing. I'll be introducing you to a whole new audience that haven't gone back even three years or four years, five years. So, um, yeah. So well, I'm glad to hear that your show is growing because you're doing such wonderful work and bringing so much light to the world, Karen. So that, is, that makes me happy that you are growing. That's awesome. Yeah. And for so. you too. Because we had that, we had that conversation in our first conversation. You'd been channeling for twenty-two years, but it had been a very steady but slow growth. And mm -hmm. I said, oh, "I can see big expansion for you. Are you ready?" And you said, "Yep, I think I'm ready." And uh, it probably didn't happen directly after that, but as you say, in the last couple of years, things have really shifted for you, though, haven't they? Three it's years, definitely. Yep, yeah. same. Yep, yeah, it's definitely growing. But I'm so grateful. It's still really good and steady. <laughs> I'm uh, yeah, I'm the, I'm always the tortoise, you know, not really the hare. So I'm grateful for the slow and steady. But yeah, it's been it's been great. Beautiful. So let's see what mother has to, to say. Hello, beloved one. It is wonderful to be with you today, my dear. Hello, Mother. Thank you again. Thank you so much for blessing us, gracing us with your wisdom once more. I, I suspect you've been listening to Danielle and I chatting away. <laughs> Indeed, I have, beloved. Have you got anything that you'd like to add to our conversation or shall I fire some questions at you? I would. I would like to talk, uh, and I don't do this very often, so I'm going to do this sort of special for your audience and those who are wise enough to uh, be a part of your community, my dear. So I don't like to talk about the future very often because um, the future is not set. Right? There is a future that is likely 
it is a future that is um, the more obvious or that uh, that tends to be easy to identify for some because it is um, sort of percentage-wise um, the one that will likely come to pass. But now, at this time, things are changing very rapidly. And so it is almost impossible to predict the future, especially at this time. Because what is being introduced to your world in a big way is more divine mother energy. So I want to talk a little bit about what that means. In order for all of you to continue thriving in your world, you require more equality. And one of the greatest imbalances, which then often is responsible for a lot of the other imbalances, is that between the masculine and feminine. And I do not necessarily mean uh, between those of the male sex and those of the female sex, because all of you have lived many lives in different bodies, uh, even occasionally in different species. Mm -hmm. uh, so, it's not really about a man and woman, but rather that masculine and feminine. So, what you all are facing right now is a crisis of conscience. You are being granted the opportunity of illuminating what's really going on inside each of you individually and collectively. Mm -hmm. So since 2000, this new millennium, the biggest energy that was granted has been transparency. Mm -hmm. And when there is transparency, the shadow no longer gets to, uh, well, um, act in secrecy, right? Yes. What's happening is that your shadow cells, which is absolutely normal, part of life, the light and the shadow work together beautifully. They are not at war. Mm -hmm. They are not against each other. They work together. Each highlights the other Definitely. so that you all can evolve. Definitely. 
right? So what is unusual about your species doesn't make you more important, but it's unusual is that you are sentient. So you were given this gift for your survival because you don't have big claws to defend yourself or you're not so tiny that you can hide and work so perfectly in harmony uh, in a colony or community. You don't have great camouflage. Um, you walk upright and you display your soft, vulnerable, right underbelly. So in some ways, the way your species evolved, there's a lot of cons when it comes to survival. So one of your biggest pros has been your sentient mind, your ability to have an individual experience while being in the one. So as this transparency is ramping up and getting more and more powerful, more is being revealed, more is being illuminated, it gets harder and harder every day to hide, to hide um, your shadow behind um, a facade. Mm -hmm. It gets harder to pretend, mm -hmm. to feel something you don't feel, to appear to be someone that you're not. Mm -hmm. It gets harder and harder to live in the fantasy of, oh, well, when this happens, then I'll be happy. Or when I become this person, then I will deserve love. All these illusions are being taken away little by little. And what you're left with, not yet, but what you are getting left with is the understanding, the real recognition of how far out of balance you have become due to too much masculine energy and not enough feminine in your collective. Mm -hmm. And what that means is you are trying to use imposed order mm -hmm. rather than divine order. Perfect. Right? So divine order, you have that lovely balance of masculine and feminine. You can feel how Things just work together to support you. Divine order gives you the feeling that life is for you. Imposed order gives you the feeling that life is against you. So you have to fight and push and try harder and make it work. And if you want it done right, you have to do it yourself. Right? All of that. So now you are at a turning point. And 
we are bringing in an enormous amount of divine feminine energy. Mm-hmm. And what that is, is chaos energy. Mm. So let's not look at it as anarchy, right? Uh, this is not about uh, what people normally associate with chaos. Chaos energy is really big, expansive energy that throws open the doors to the realm of possibility. Yes. And then the masculine energy, once the doors are thrown open and individually, collectively, you see all that can you feel what is possible and then you decide on a course of action right? mm-hmm. there it wells up within you that chaos energy because it gestates right the feminine the womb where all is possible and then you decide on a course of action and the masculine energy says all right fantastic Let's bring it to fruition. Let's bring it into creation or form Mm -hmm. out in the world so that all can share and be a part of it. Mm. So divine order is not about a particular religion. It's not about a particular spiritual uh, belief system. It's not new age, it's not old age, it's not anything that has any limitation Mm -hmm. as far as what the human mind comes up with Mm -hmm. to create um, certain certain opinions or ways of living, belief systems, it goes far beyond that. And what you all have right now is an opportunity to evolve as a species. Now, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. That's a very big deal. And as of now, it feels as though there is enough of you that want this evolution mm-hmm. that you will bring it about. about. You will be instrumental in bringing it about. Now, does that mean that uh, you are going to enter into a time of utopia or uh, mythology about being brought up to heaven and now you're in Garden of Eden? No. Humanity is still an important place where souls can come to experience deep shadow and a whole evolution back to light through death and rebirth and death and rebirth. But To evolve as a species means that you get to unlock some of your other abilities. Mm. Just being sentient 
that's not the whole gift package, so to speak, that human beings have locked inside of them. And when a species evolves, you evolve first for adaptation. And in order to adapt, to survive, you have to unlock more of your potential to commune with each other and the whole of nature or the ecosystem in which you are an integral part, right? not a dominant part, but an integral part. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what a lot of this awakening in spiritual circles, um, holding light, sharing light, learning to mm, use your mind and your heart and your intuition, your, the voice of your soul, to use those in balance. Right? It's not all about just the mind. It's not all about just the heart. It's not all about just the soul. It's about using those parts of you together, no one dominant, until you, of course, uh, leave your body after your life is over, uh, then the head, uh, not so much. But when you're in a body, learning to use the three in balance, that's your holy trinity, mm. right? mind, heart, soul. And when you are in balance or more in balance, you are changing the chemistry in your brain. You are changing the structure of your DNA. Mm -hmm. You are evolving as a species. So it's just like tipping points, right? The more of you that do this, the easier it will be for your species to evolve in such a way, just as you and Danielle were talking about, mm -hmm. evolve in a way that opens you, connects you with more of what's really alive all around you. Mm -hmm. To be in harmony or communion mm -hmm. with the virus mm -hmm. or any virus, all viruses. Mm -hmm. The microbiome. Mm. Yes, to be able to commune mm -hmm. with all of that life, to commune with all the invertebrates. Yes. Which Honestly, if you all aren't careful, if you uh, exterminate all the creepy crawlies, mm -hmm. you will not be able to survive because right. they are absolutely and 
they are vital in a way that most human beings have no understanding. Yes. So you're talking about spiders and cockroaches and worms and ants and all those little pests that we try and kill on a daily basis in our homes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. And at the same time, it is understandable. Uh, you all have to learn to live together, mm -hmm. right? But it's how you live together that is what is evolving. Mm -hmm. And so when you look at this virus that is presently happening in your world, that has granted so much attention, mm -hmm. it is the natural world talking reminding you we exist we are here with you and you don't want to eradicate us definitely it might seem that you do because no one wants their loved one to die a painful death um, or to die uh, loss is not something that human beings have ever taken well. Mm -hmm. Completely understandable. It's very painful. And you all try to avoid pain as much as possible, even though it is a natural part of life. But understanding does not equate to uh, balance. Exactly. It's understandable that people don't want their loved ones to die. Yeah. But that is not a balanced view. It is not a balanced belief system. Exactly. I've got so many images coming to me as, you, as you're speaking, Mother. Um, so our current uh, medical view in any uh, symptoms of colds or flu is to take antibiotics which is a, an energy let me say that eradicates eradicates um, what we perceive as causing the illness instead of seeing it as an imbalance uh, that, that there has been a community flourishing and another community not thriving and just to rebalance it. But a, like an um, antibiotic just wipes out all the communities, including all the, you know, the, the healthy communities, gut, gut flora and, and causes other illnesses like thrush and all sorts of things. So our medical model is based on war at this stage instead of yeah. harmony and peace. And we need to move into this harmony and peace just like you say and look at balance rather than eradication of what we perceive as deem as evil or wrong yeah yes but you see that for people like yourself and others uh, in the world you are starting to awaken to this that war uh, regardless of what the arena is that it's being fought um, is not sustainable mm -hmm. and what you all know as a race of beings you do not know peace you know time between wars but you do not know peace right so as you wage war on race and religion and health and uh, viruses 
and uh, economics and drugs and all right you're waging all these wars on all these different fronts you have spread yourself so thin mm -hmm. and you all are becoming tired weary you are war weary mm -hmm. and that is what you are being asked to surrender you are being asked to surrender the war <laughs> lay down your arms yes yes and surrender mm. now does this mean that and this is where people's minds go that all of a sudden that means oh then you have to go back to living like um the dark ages or the 1600s or uh, no medical care right it's um, that um, it's the same thing when people are asking for defunding the police or disbanding the police then people say oh does that mean we have no police no that's not what it means it means re-envisioning mm. right it means saying okay this war is not working mm. it's not sustainable and we are all exhausted from being at war Mm. so is there another way yeah if you don't ask the question then it's hard to uh, find um, rich soil where the answer can grow into a solution mm. Mm. yeah asking these questions is vital is there another way Right. Can we be with a virus that doesn't want to kill us? Mm -hmm. right? If that's how viruses need to survive to keep their host alive, how can we work with them? Right? So each of you that are watching and listening, keep meditating with the virus let the consciousness of the virus vibrate and resonate with you with your energy so that it can learn to adapt more quickly mm. so that if you become ill with the virus the chances of surviving are very very high mm -hmm. because you have chosen adaptability you have chosen to live in unity rather than trying to sterilize and eradicate right absolutely you know as, as you were talking about war i was thinking about the war that's happening in our world at the moment Mm -hmm. <sighs> against uh, against um you know the police and a you know minority community the african-american or black community in your country it's raised riots in our country when i say your country in in danielle's country yes. uh, and the indigenous are um, sort of taking on that same calling and then recently there was some 
man that was pulled up because he was asleep in the car and he was drunk and and uh, and the police shot him because he started to run and it's this war against crime that the police are involved in it's like so a drunk man is asleep in a car and he doesn't want to be arrested and run like why can't you just let him run and shoot him? just let him go i mean it's this whole war mentality that needs to shift correct yeah correct. yes indeed and when you can start to shift that mentality and drop down into heart and soul then you find more solutions just waiting for you there but it is hard uh, when there is too much masculine Mm. So what's going to happen as you all move forward as this big influx more and more of that divine feminine mm. chaos, right? That realm of possibility. Mm. There's going to be flare-ups of worse before better. Yeah. So when I spoke earlier in a transmission a few months ago, um, I talked about things dying down in June, and they have been in some parts of the world. Um, there is very little activity, some flare-ups here and there, but life is going back somewhat mm. to the way things were before. But you cannot go back. There is no normal. No going back. Mm -hmm. You are not going back. That's it. And you reach um, another sort of point of no return. Mm -hmm. You can't go back to sleep. And so this rebalancing, there are many who will fight against it because they want to keep that war going. Mm -hmm. Because war is big business. <laughs> Right. Absolutely. And for Big. many people in your world, money equates to power. Power. It's so interesting, Mother. The war is big business in, in every aspect of human life. Correct. There is, there is war in our food systems, um, not just, um, you know, like we, we kill the bugs with pesticides. Like that's a war, the war on the bugs. Uh, there is war in the health system. We're killing all the bugs. We're all our drugs. There's war in the government systems. Like when you look at every system, it seems to be all a cog in the wheel of this war. Uh, yeah. Yes, indeed. Yeah, indeed. It's but you are not going to be allowed to continue uh, with that uh, mindset indefinitely. Yeah because it's not sustainable now you have been sustaining it for many thousands of years it's been surprising how long it's been going on <laughs> yes but you see in the history of mother earth that's just uh about five minutes maybe if that right? mm -hmm. when something is billions of years old mm -hmm. then a few thousand is um, very little so it is not ultimately sustainable. So 
what you have to look to is having deeper conversations about what you all get out of this war, right? Many of you who have wonderful beliefs, beautiful hearts, you want so much to change the world, you are still also um, love your conveniences and you love uh, when things are just at your fingertips and it's scary to think of disrupting your lives because you don't know how they're going to be disrupted. Right? What's on the other side of that disruption? And when you let go of an entire collective mindset, then no one knows what's on the other side of that. Yeah. And that's exciting. It is exciting. And frightening all at the same time. It's a bit like when you were speaking about the feminine energy is chaos energy. My immediate uh, image that came to mind was a woman standing at an easel you know because we equate feminine energy to creative energy so there she is standing at her easel surrounded by a chaos of paint pots and she's just standing in this chaos and someone comes in and says why don't you clean up this mess and she's like no um it's it's my it's like i need this mess to be creative and that's the the analogy that came to mind when you were talking about feminine energy or creative energy is chaotic energy and many people say that very creative people are very messy or chaotic and yeah. I've never really seen that well I've seen it but I've never really married that mm. before to what's happening in our world that as the feminine energy rises the chaos rises on our world because yes. out of that chaos comes such creativity such expansion of inspiration and thought and to overcome solutions and yes you, know, you could find if you stopped being at war with uh, bacteria mm -hmm. you could find ways to refine your drugs mm -hmm. so that it only targets um, the area that is truly and dangerously infected but leaves alone all the other good ones right mm -hmm. There are ways to refine all these things that you are at war with mm -hmm. in a way that creates more harmony. Harmony. Yeah, but we'll all just take a dismantling right, of the old system. systems and the mindsets and habits. Mm. And that takes big events mm -hmm. think about your own life right? mm -hmm. um, oftentimes when you try to hold on to old ways of doing things and you hold on and you're hold on and finally we say oh Karen I'm sorry my love but we're going to have to jolt you a little bit yes. into waking up right exactly and they can be uh, painful times yeah and uh, scary times but you know when it's happening that you're also being open wide 
to something extraordinary. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Oh, Mother, I call them sledgehammer moments. I've had many of them. <laughs> Wake up. <laughs> so, because your soul says, all right, love, we've let you uh, sort of coast for long enough. It's time for you to let go of this certain thing. Um, and, uh, but always then what comes after the, what's on the other side you are stronger you are uh, expanded you have blossomed mm. that's what's happening in your world you are right now in the middle of a collective blossoming a collective blossoming a collective shift yeah collective those that mind. have died as a result are doing extraordinary service mm -hmm. to each one of you on the planet. And so they should be honored deeply for their sacrifice, their choice to give others the awakening that the human race has needed for a very long time. Mm -hmm. So with regards to the rest of 2020, mm. can we sit back and relax or, or is more chaos happening? It's just chaos. It's just expanding. Oh, yes. More is coming. Bill. More is coming. Yeah. Because 2020 is a power year. Yep. Here's what's interesting, my love. 2020 is a masculine year. Right. right? It's a very powerful active year so we're bringing lots of divine feminine energy to the planet mother earth is releasing a lot of divine feminine energy you saw it in the eruptions of the volcanoes in Hawaii last year and all this energy is coming so that the masculine can take that energy and put it into a powerful form that will wake people up. This yep. is your year wake of up. global awakening. Mm -hmm. And it is not going to end, but it's also not going to be this, mm, people like to imagine extremes, mm -hmm. right? This is not Armageddon. Um, you are not going to be living in dystopian society. Um, do you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But yes, you will have to have a series of powerful awakenings so that you are motivated to change. Mm -hmm. And not change, not just have one um, typical system be taken and then another uh, typical system replace it that might have a very thin veneer of looking different, mm. but really is the same. same. That's not going to be allowed to happen mm -hmm. anymore. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So for the people listening and watching this, uh, their personal role in the chaos would be, I've asked this many of this question of many people on the show, what would you, uh, what's your perspective that they can be and do to uh, be a part of the collective shift and not the war? What can they do personally? This is a wonderful question, beloved, and I thank you for asking me. The greatest thing that you can do as an individual is to step out of the war. Take time, as you have listened to this conversation, take time to sit and write about the war. How do you contribute to it? How do you uh, do your beliefs feed the war? Yes. And how can you start to step back from that? So here's one of my favorite ways to stop being at war is to let go of your judgments. Mm. Let go of the need for knowledge and make room for wisdom. Mm -hmm. If you don't agree with the way things are being done, Mm -hmm. don't judge or criticize. Simply say, this doesn't feel quite right for, to me. Mm-hmm. Bring to your prayer, show me, Divine Mother, Eternal Father, angels that surround me, show me how to really live in peace. Stop making assumptions about them and what they're doing wrong and how they're at war and they're perpetuating. No, ask, how can I serve today in peace? Yeah. And keep writing about it. I am a very big advocate of writing. Writing, journaling, yes. I want you to repeat that, Mother. Um, Let go of the need for knowledge. Could you repeat that? Let go of the need for knowledge. Let go of the need for knowledge and make room Mm. for wisdom. Make room for wisdom. Oh, my God. Oh, so beautifully said. Because, you know, a lot of people that listen to podcast shows and YouTube shows, they're on this insatiable, uh, insatiable appetite for knowledge and knowledge and and that's just so beautifully said. It's like, who else can I listen to? Next, 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 next. Yes. And in that seeking, it's delicious. And, um, and a curious mind is beautiful. But in that seeking, you're not making room for the wisdom. Correct. Yeah. And that's the balancing. The balancing. Of the mind, the heart, and the soul. Right? So in order to come to peace to let go and step out of the war, right? If you don't show up for the war, (laughs) then uh, there's not much left to fight with. Then there's no war, yeah. So 
to just it's okay to want to go out in the streets to ask for change to uh, demand change uh, to have your voice be heard mm -hmm, mm -hmm. however you feel you want to express yourself is wonderful but you have to change the mindset of going to war stop going to war stop going to war against other uh, people stop going to war against uh, politics against healthcare against religion against um, this virus right just ask how can i serve peace today let me be an instrument of peace and write about it oh, and write about it and recognize how you go to war how you feed the war how you perpetuate the war then you can start making changes you can uh, take different actions mm -hmm. beautiful and it sounds like i know because i live in your hearts and your minds and your souls right there with you i know that you can hear the words and the mind easily dismisses it yes because we need concrete solutions mm -hmm. that is the mind mm -hmm. open yourselves to the realm of possibility but don't stay passive keep taking action but have those actions based on peace and here's where i'm going to say something a little controversial all right please don't allow your definition of peace to be based on your mind mm. right because your mind has all these beliefs from your birth until this moment mm -hmm. that are a mixture of your own issues your shadow your light all this hodgepodge of your existence when you make room for wisdom you stop assuming that you know the answers and each day you come to the day not knowing but being willing to learn mm -hmm. being open to possibility that what was yesterday will not be today and cannot be tomorrow mm -hmm. yeah so let peace evolve and come from within you rather than an image right let peace come alive within you mm -hmm. and you may be surprised at what peace uh, ends up manifesting as mm -hmm. looks like feels like 
Yes. You know, I put on a Peace Day Festival years ago. People were asking me my definition of peace. And I said, the most peaceful people of the planet are children mm. before they've been taught to be at war. And they're so joyful and loud. They're not sitting meditating and omming, which is one way to peace. But peace is pieces can be joyous and chaotic and raucous and uh, yes there's so much peace inside you you can just be who you want to be and don't care about what anyone thinks so you just yeah yes and children are also very violent (laughs) they can be they all are yeah in some ways whether they are perpetuating that with other children or their toys or uh, it is a witnessing of that masculine and feminine yeah. balance mm-hmm. because nature is very violent. Yeah, aggressive. Yes, yeah. all of you as individuals have the capacity for violence. You have been violent. Mm-hmm. You have violent emotions sometimes, you have mm-hmm. violent thoughts, you have violent actions. So, this is what I mean. I be careful how you define peace. Mm-hmm. Don't let the mind define it. Yes. Peace is really about harmony, mm-hmm. but harmony also involves violence. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So when you open to the realm of possibility, you become aligned with what is not a fantasy but what is Mm -hmm. and when you are deeply rooted in what is anything is possible definitely oh mother thank you so much for gracing us with your wisdom your wisdom your wisdom as opposed to your knowledge and helping others open to their wisdom thank you so much it has been my joy beloved i love you i love you i love you all of you and know that i'm with you always namaste namaste Oh gosh. <laughs> oh my god, I'm a mess. <laughs> Isn't it funny how you take your glasses off when you're channeling? <laughs> I oh never god. know where she's gonna go or what she's gonna talk about. <laughs> it's like Wow, okay. That was awesome. Yeah. Wasn't that awesome? That was so awesome. You know, years ago in the Seth books, I read the same things. I love the cooperation. He said that um, he talked about this group of beings that had genetically evolved aggression and violence out of their DNA. 
and they became so passive that they couldn't live on the surface of the earth anymore and they had to move underground because they couldn't defend themselves against the weather and she used she used the word violence but uh, aggression and and he said in the books or they said or that energy said uh god i read them like 20 years ago to 30 years ago they said um you know the most aggressive act in your human society is actually giving birth (laughs) right And look what happens. Like you give birth to another being and soul on the planet. And it's an and aggressive Violent act. and painful and bloody. And- <laughs> I don't know if it has to be painful. I think that we could probably improve on the whole idea of it being painful. Yeah. It is yeah. an aggressive act. It, it, is, it is sort of there's some violence involved there. And um, so to equate violence or aggression with peace, it's just, you know, like, Wow. <laughs> I know. I, I, I have, it was, I'm, I'm back here listening. I'm like, Oh my God. God. That so, that's so amazing. And I, I, cause yeah, I, I, I'm guilty of that. I have this image of peace, you know? Yeah. Quiet, um, serene silence. Yep. All that, you know, on the mountaintop and, yep. and uh, maybe a little more of how you were defining it, you know, that it's this joyous. Uh, yeah. But there's always this sort of skipping through the meadow harmony kind of thing. Maybe that's too much from uh, too many images of Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. But I guess that what she was, how she was defining peace is balance, like balance, but don't exclude yeah. the, the aggression. I, I prefer the word, she used violence, but because when we think of violence, we think of images of people hitting each other. That's what I do. But when you think of aggression, it's a bit more nebulous. There's no sort of image yeah. that comes to mind um, just for our human linear mind perspectives, our conditioned minds. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it's just a balance of energy. Peace is a balance of yin yang, uh, hot cold, good bad, right. violence. Peace. You know, like it's a ba- It's just a balance. It's a balance of uh, quiet noise, all the polarities. It's that balance. Mm. Yeah. Doesn't so it sounds any. like uh, it sounds like things are being rebalanced for us. Yeah. <laughs> so, and the creative energy being that chaos energy, as soon as she said that, I had this image of this artist, a woman, <laughs> surrounded in chaos, you know, like paint pots and spills and everywhere and this blank canvas. Yeah. And um, it's like from that chaos, you create this masterpiece. Yeah, it's just, yeah, oh, that was so amazing. That was so beautiful. I'm a bit of a mess, Danielle. <laughs> I should let you go. What time is it? Oh my god! Oh, oh, thank you. She does bring it up and out. There's no doubt about it. There's oh. no doubt about it. Thank you so much. Thank you. You so are much. so welcome, Karen. Thank You're you for crazy. inviting me back to your show. It is always such an honor to be here with you and all of your viewers. Thank you. Oh my god! Wow. Wow, 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 wow. I was just <laughs> I was just saying to Danny after I turned off the recording that oh, I just wanted to bawl. I just wanted to cry the whole time Mother Mary was speaking through her, especially when she she said, I love you all. I said I just wanted to cry like a baby and go, Wah! Oh, if I wasn't so vain and wore mascara <laughs> I probably would have. 
<laughs> but I don't want black running down my face. Vanity, vanity, vanity. Oh, wow. I hope you enjoyed that. You know, I know when people reach out to listen to Mother Mary, they want to hear about the drama of that time 2,000 odd years ago, the crucifixion and the son of Jesus and, you know, like all those questions I suppose people want to ask, which is knowledge, not wisdom. And uh, there are a lot of people doing podcast shows that talk about this stuff. I remember years ago being in a, in a group when I was living up on the northern beaches and there was a guy talking about, you know, the Essenes and Jesus and all this history and did Jesus marry Mary Magdalene and have children and move to France and did he die on the crucifixion, was Mary Magdalene? And I just remember all this information, this knowledge being passed around and as I sat there I just felt like it was 2,000-year-old gossip. <laughs> it's like we're still gossiping about whether he was married to Mary Magdalene or not. It sounded like tabloids to me. How does it help you on your spiritual journey? Well, it satisfies the questioning mind. But does it open the wisdom? Like, does it help you find peace inside the chaos? So I suspect if you're listening to my shows or watching my shows, that's what we're doing here. We're bringing knowledge and interesting, you know, people's journeys. But it's really about opening the heart of your wisdom so that you can live it and be a vortex of unconditional love and peace and beauty in this world and add to the collective your power one person connected to the stream of pure positive energy is more influential than a million who are not you have no idea how powerful you are when you open the heart of wisdom not only with what you do with your life as that wisdom flows through you and inspires you to act but the energy field that you create around you and within your community and your family and we're all connected. I was listening to an NDE on the weekend I think saying that she was rising above the hospital as she died and she's you know operation you know you know the story and she could see the hospital she said and she could see all these orbs in the hospital which were represented as people as she looked down as her body is lifting as her soul is lifting out of her body and all these orbs, she saw people as orbs of light. But she said the one thing um, that was so amazing was there was this little thin cord that connected every other orb to each other. And so we're all connected. We're all one cell in the body of God. To, to remember is to once again become a, body, uh, you know, a part of the body of God uh, or the body of source. That, that's from the book's conversation with God. Don't <laughs> credit me. I got that from Neil Donald Walsh and the conversation with God material. To remember, to become once again a member. So your wisdom expressed in the world, your peace expressed in the world, your love, you stepping out of the drama and being in that peace, even though peace can be that balance of violence, as she said, is a huge service a huge service to this world as we shift our consciousness and raise and move to the next level of human consciousness evolution on this planet. Oh, I'm still quite taken by this energy. Oh, I just want to ball for the rest of the day. 
So yes, I invited, I um, had left December open actually uh, in the Inner Sanctum. Don't know why, because normally what I do is I book 12 teachers at the beginning of the year to come in as a guest teacher in the Inner Sanctum. And I had just left December blank. You know, I speak to so many people, so many people I could have asked. And I just thought, I didn't know why, just listening to that impulse, which is how I live my life really. And I asked Danielle to fill that spot. So she's going to come in in the beginning of December, uh, like in the second week, you know, the, the weekend of the 6th, 7th. Anyway, that weekend. And um, so if you want to come in and join us and meet her, and, and she has her own online sessions too, if you want to have a more intimate relationship with Mother Mary and Danielle's work, you can do that as well. Um, well worth it, beautiful mother energy, feminine energy. Mm, just amazing. Who's coming up next week? Let me have a look. On the show, where are we? June, July. Ah, Sarah. Sarah's uh, Kuwana. I don't know how to say her last name. Whose son left the planet and she talks to him. He channels through her. Oh, that'll be interesting. That'll be beautiful. And Shirley. Shirley Batty's coming on the week after that. Mm, beautiful, few beautiful people coming up. So I hope you enjoyed that and um, and you spread your wisdom throughout the cosmos. And big love to you all. Remember to get the book, Awakened by Death. Love you all. Bye for now. <laughs>